just raced into Tabcast 40. On it, we let you know how we stack up with the world's greatest games, knock out two five-for-fives, and do a playthrough review of the Spiel des Jahres winner, Camel Up. Welcome to Tabcast 40. I'm Fred, joined with my, by my wife. Nicole. That's right, Nicole. Now, I hate to do this, but... What? You love to do this. What is it? Is it Camel Up or is oh, it Camel Cup? You love to do this. Let's it just get is... this Let's get this on the table right now before we get too deep into this episode. Because I, I have my strong opinion. Okay, no, we read a thing. <laughs> Didn't we talk about this? Well, let's talk about before we read the thing. Before we read the thing, we super insisted that it was Camel Cup. Why were we so insistent that it was Camel Cup? Because there's one big C on the box, and right. then there's an Amel and an Up, and there's, like, picture in, like, the whole thing right. is, like, word art. Of right. Just, like, a little desert There's, scene. like, a background in right. the letters. And it blends for both the camel and the cup. It doesn't like the, it's not different. Right. There's not a separate background. The background doesn't separate between the two. In fact, the C contains the background for both the amel and the up. Right. So when so, they designed that logo, when they, when they made those two words, this game was camel cup. Right. And we all know it. Right. So what happened? There was some sort of problem. They're like licensing or something with yeah. their camp with there. There's actually a camel cup, and they didn't want to call it that because of trademark, or couldn't call it that because of trademark, or something like no, that. No, it wasn't that at all. Oh, I thought that's what they, we read. They, I thought I read something like they just said that they somebody mispronounced it or or labeled it camel up. Whenever oh, they, they labeled it, it on, on, on Board Game Geek or something like that. And so the company releasing it in the United States was just like, sure, camel up, whatever. Yeah, I mean, it's not as... it's. Here's the crappy part. What? It's not as interesting a story as it needs to be. I know, There should but... be some really fantastical background story, and it's just nobody it's, cares. You should just, just like, stick Man. to your guns and call it Camel Cup and, and correct people. Redo that entry. No. It's well, Camel no. Cup. But it's Camel Up because the camels pile up on top of That's one another. That's not the special part of the game. The special part of the game is you're having a camel race, which is a cup. Right. But that's not the point. But then <laughs> you get the you get the pun of the up part. I just it don't makes like it, it a pun, which makes me in favor of the camel up. I don't like the up. I still stand I'll by the I'll take it cup. either way. I'll take the cup. Okay. And it's I a say race. Up. It is a race. <laughs> uh, anyway. But this week we do play camel up. That's good yes. news. But we also, I got some other stuff played before that. Let's hear about that. We like to game with gods. We like to game with dice. So this is what we say. But when the chips were gone and the sun came up, hey, let's see what got played. All right, Nicole, I only have one what got played. Yes. <clears throat> and it's not going to be that good for everybody listening. Maybe. Maybe they have iOS devices. But I think they released it on Android as well. Maybe not. What? I, I played a, a, an app. Okay. Oh, I played an one app. of those. Right. Now, we did the episode of this in, uh, what, February? When was that? A while back. Was that what we did? In, I think it was. I don't recall. It, it was for Heroes of Normandy. Right. 
and they've they've had it, was it out on PC. Part of our five for five, wasn't it? No. Did we actually record it? Yeah, we did. We, a, we did have. a full episode of it. We played it once, once without recording it, and then we played it and recorded it. Huh. So we we only played it a couple times. Yeah. But I well now it, you've played it a ton. Well, I've played it six. I've played six missions so far on it. That's a lot. Right. Because it just came out. Right. It came out last week. But I mean, most of them were training missions, so they were real small. Oh, okay. But it still plays really, really fast. Yeah. And it kind of, you know, we, we reviewed this, obviously. We've talked about this. but So I'm just going to mostly talk about what, how this is like the game and, and, you know, that kind of stuff. Okay. So for one, it is, it's a little more expensive than you're probably used to on the App Store. Well, definitely for me because I only buy free apps. You don't buy them. I well. <laughs> you don't buy apps, is what you said. I don't. <laughs> I don't know why. I have a thing against it. I, I it don't, just... and it's funny. I always think it's. I think it's odd that you have this this you know incredibly rich video game background. Yeah, and I will go buy a video game. Right, and you'll go buy a fifty dollar video game. Yeah. and just be like, oh, I really want it. Yeah. But a, a five dollar app, you're no. like, oh no. Mm-mm. And you play your your iPad more than anything else that you have. I know it's weird. Yeah. You're just kind of a lunatic, I think. <laughs> but anyways, this is this is a fifteen dollar app. That's a lot. Yes, fifteen dollars is like the top tier apps. Now I know, I know I can wait like six months and there'll be some sort of app store sale and I can get it for half price. But I'm telling you, I'm playing it right out of the gate. Yeah, and I know that you know that I'm not going to play it again probably with you. Yes, you are. The game game. Yes. No. You have to. Why? Because you bought me the sequel. I know. We're going to play that. That's not the game game. That's the sequel you're to gonna the game. You're going to play the game game. And you're going to have fun fun. <laughs> <laughs> so... Only if you like like me. <laughs> anyway. I do do. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. <laughs> do do. Anyway, see. Uh... That's like poop right there. I know. Uh, so I think they did an excellent job. I'm just going to be upfront. They did a really excellent job of capturing the spirit of this board game and this app. Okay. I mean, it they the AI. I'm just playing it on like on the I don't know what level, like intermediate or whatever. I'm not, I haven't up. Have you or lost down. yet? No. And I just did. I did five. No, I did five training missions in the first real campaign mm-hmm. mission. Is what I've done so far. You need to step it up. I don't need to be Go pushed to master around. level. You, you stop pushing me. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's just like the actual board game. And it actually, uh, it shows you all the mathematics and stuff that you would use during the board game. And I'm really, once I start playing this game and I played a few missions, it started kind of reminding me that even though there's a, like a 40-page book or 30-page book to this game, the game itself is not that dense. Once you have, it's just once like any other. Once you get past other, the math. Right. Well, no, it's once you get past like the, that all the core movement and terrain and kind of ideas like that, the game will start to flow just like a, a Warhammer 40 K or any kind of skirmish or, or battle miniature game or like, like that, you know, is handled like Dungeons and Dragons 4.0 was a miniature figure battle skirmish game. Oh, that one. Oh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. You're the worst, but the, uh... I am. <laughs> but anyways, these, it's it's like any of those games where once you once you get past like a few base level rules of understanding you know this is how this terrain works this is how you know what you you know you have to stop when you enter this and you have to you know this guy can only move this much because it says mm-hmm. so right here it just starts to flow mm-hmm. and by my sixth game I'm starting to actually just kind of flow through the game and and do like you know 
real quick decisions. And I'm thinking eventually I'm going to be able to go back to the real game. And I would love to be like, I think you would probably appreciate the game a lot more if I was just like, if you're like, okay, if I move through this hedgerow, I do what? And I could go with this, it's this, then this, and this, this. And you'd just be like, okay. That's one of the things I do like about playing the apps for, for games right. is that it's those little nuance rules that it kind of irons out a little oh, bit. Oh, it goes so fast. There are no mistakes and it goes so fast. There's yeah. no rule checks. Yeah, you don't have to pause and go, how did this work? And you can always, like, halfway through your turn, you can, like, as long as you don't, I think as long as you don't roll the dice to fire at somebody, you can always go back on whatever you were doing. I mean, it it always does, like, a, hey, I think I want to move here. And they're like, you really want to move there? So there's, like, a confirmation action. Ooh, that's always nice, That follows up everything, and you could say, no, 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 don't do that, don't do that, you know? And so I haven't made any real mistakes that I've, like, you know, cursed the game out for, you know, where I couldn't go back and, and fix what I was doing. right. So it's it's actually a lot of fun so far. Okay, I like it. Okay, uh, so thumbs up. Right, and, and I think it. This is the thing. I've had a lot of fun playing it. As much fun almost as the main game, except that I don't get to chuck dice. That's the only negative thing. Right. It does chuck a die on the on the screen for you, so it looks like this die bounces across the does screen. Does it make the little dice rolling? Sound? I, I haven't listened to the audio to oh, be okay. quite honest. I, <laughs> I hardly try because the iOS device has this one little lone speaker on the side. Yeah. And you can hardly hear it. It's just, I don't know. I, I, I'm not wearing headphones. I don't bother. Right. But uh, it seems to contain all the pieces from the base game. Okay. So if you were to buy Heroes of Normandy, the box, this app has all of that stuff in it. But they're already doing microtransactions, like trying to sell you these an additional like ranger unit expansion well, for $2, you know? Yeah. And it, it, I guess it integrates automatically into the whole app. But no campaign or anything like that add-on yet. Yeah, but, but I'm having I'm having a, a lot week, of fun. So. I mean, if you want if you want a good turn based army game that translates directly to the tabletop, I mean, there's no reason not to have this if you're a fan of the tabletop already. Hmm. It's it's sped up Heroes of Normandy on the go, mm-hmm. and it's universal, so it's both uh, iPhone and iPad. You can do it on either. Oh, cool, right? Yeah, that is nice. Well, there you go. That's all I've really played. Okay. <laughs> right. I haven't played anything. Yeah, I know. Yeah, you have. What? We both have played a few games of Pandemic Legacy that we, we're not going to talk about. We did play Pandemic Leg- Legacy, and we're not going to talk about it. I know, because we'll just spoil it all up. Yeah, and I don't want to do that to people, because I think that's a horrible thing. What? Spoiling? Spoiling the game. Well, yeah, especially a game like that, where you buy yeah. it because it's a game full of secrets. You're buying the experience of playing it rather than right. the game itself. So Right, and it yeah. is it is a sol- like a, you know, the story... Like, you know, has some unique elements, but it's going to be mostly the same yeah. for everyone. So we're not going to, we're not going to talk about it. Right. We're, we're up to May. That's all we'll say. Right. We've played how many games? I don't know. Eight. It's like two, three, four, five, six. We've six? played six games so far and we're at May. Okay. If that means anything to anyone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so let's uh, look into the future. Steady your senses, listeners, as the clocks begin to spin forward, leaving your board game room behind and getting a glimpse into the cardboard, the cardboard of, of tomorrow. tomorrow. All right, Nicole, what do you got? Hey, I found one. <laughs> whoa, I did. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Do you want to go first then? You've got, I better. You've I better. Got I got two. two. Okay. I'll start with this. On Kickstarter right now, as of right the release now? of this episode. Today? Today and as of the release of the episode. Uh, Evil Dead, the board game. You 
don't even like Evil, Evil Dead. Dead the board game. And I just talked <laughs> yeah. at length about how much I like this movie. They have Evil Dead the board game on there. They've got their their gameplay trailers. I went to their website to watch some gameplay trailers because I don't think they actually had them in the on the Kickstarter page, which is rare. Mm-hmm. And I watched it, and it was very rough. I mean, the guy was like you you know moving notebook paper pieces around the table and stuff to represent this game that's going to happen eventually. Uh-huh. Um, looks pretty cool so far. Okay. I mean, if you're a fan, I mean, they're going to give you a lot of miniatures, little plastic miniatures of a lot of the characters, and you're going to get to play this, like, defend the cabin. And, I mean, the base plot of Evil Dead 2 is you defend this cab, you know, you're in this cabin, you're defending it against the Evil Dead, and you're trying to get the pages of the Necronomicon back together again so you can open a portal that'll banish this creature. Right. And that's the basis of the game. That's the base idea of the game. Right. And uh, I'm pretty excited for it. I backed it at, I backed it, I'm so, I'm so ridiculous. I backed it at the $80 level. Was there one above that? There was one below it. Oh. One below it was like, you'll get a few less miniatures, a different box cover, but I got the, you know, the box cover I'm going to get is the actual Necronomicon, which if you've ever seen the movie is this weird stretched skin face book cover. It's, it's disgusting. It's human flesh. Inked in blood and... <laughs> <laughs> I know I, I got you like the collector's edition DVD that came in the oh it's so gross wasn't it it's pretty gross it's, yeah it's like that one has it's like spongy, foam rubber I know <laughs> it's made I out of like, like a thin latex and uh-huh. foam rubber rubber underneath it's gross yeah it's really gross but it's super cool right yeah it's totally cool. uh and this game this game's gonna have the same kind of box art as that it's gonna have the Necronomicon cover and it's got I mean everybody from the movies in it everyone everyone even the deer head? No, that's yes. Part. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, the deluxe version comes with 3D sculpted parts, like, or pieces from the actual, the movie. Uh-huh. And one of the things they show when they when they mention it is that possessed deer head. That's awesome. So, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it looks really cool. I mean, it's, especially if you're in, if you're a fan of that movie, I think there's, there's no reason why you shouldn't uh, get it. It's a co-op. There's uh, plenty of miniatures. They've talked about multiple different game modes. There's a solo mode. There's like... A, like some kind of carnage mode or something like that. And, yeah. Uh, they have like another mode they added, like the abandoned in the woods mode or something like that now and okay, all kinds so... of stuff. Uh, it's probably the least I've really known about the game itself before backing because I didn't watch the gameplay videos and I'd already backed it. Yeah. Because I was just like, oh, miniatures of everything from Evil Dead 2, I'll take it. Yeah, just you for know? toy factor alone. Right. Uh, the other thing that happens at the $80 level is they are going to pre-paint them to probably like... You know, it looks like uh, maybe horror clicks level or so. Yeah. Like right around there. Or like, uh, what's that other? I mean, well, I guess it's all based off of hero clicks, but horror clicks is what I thought about when I saw them. But uh, probably like uh, hero clicks or D&D miniatures. I'd say probably closer to D&D miniatures hmm. paint jobs, which looks cool. And uh, the campaign ends on the 9th. So when does the game come out or is that a stupid question? Cause it's I have no idea. I mean, it's... I, I didn't even look. Okay. I, I backed it so blindly. You're just like, oh, okay, yeah, please, thank you. Right. All I know about it is the guys designing it, designing it, uh, they have published the Evil Dead 2 comic book that is something I didn't even know was out. Oh. For like the last couple of years. Huh. And have done all this artwork. So all the artwork on the cards is going to be done by this team who does this comic book art already. Yeah. For Evil Dead, the comic book. So you're stoked. Kind of, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm having a good time with that. What's your game that you're looking forward to that's coming up? Okay, so I don't know when it's coming out. Oh, it says September. Yeah? 
They're in it. This is semi cheaty pants, but um, legendary encounters alien expansion. I didn't know there was an expansion coming. Oh yeah, you can play as the queen. Oh, that's gonna be fun. <laughs> I mean, we haven't even finished all the campaigns that we have in the in the game we have, but right. I still I'm looking forward to that. It's just if you like the alien encounters, then. Well, specifically, I mean, I, anything that, uh, that's the one thing I'll say, is like the legendary ones, I think, are okay. Uh-huh. The encounters are are pretty good. I still am trying to get yeah. Predator to the table, but our guild won't vote cards. for it. <laughs> of course. Yeah, nobody wants to hear Predator for some reason. I still, we'll play it. It doesn't matter. Know. Gonna have to. Huh. Yeah, that was like, and on one of the other podcasts that we do listen to, that was one of the things that I heard that I was like, ooh, I didn't realize. About Big Trouble in Little Big China? Big Trouble in Little China is a legendary, but not an encounters. Eh. I know. It makes uh, me nervous now. It's going to be like a closed system We're still legacy. getting it. Or like, or, uh, yeah, what? legendary. It's going to, cl- what? It'll what? be like a closed system legendary. There's no Big Trouble in Little China too, And I'm well, sure they're going to exploit that yeah. to the nth just to, to fill that box, you know? That's probably true. Right. But still, I mean, we're gonna we're getting it, and that's just how that works. Are we? Yes. Okay, then we will. All right. What else do you know about that game? Anything else special about it? Four hundred more cards. You get to play as the queen. What else? That's all I saw, and then I closed the page because I thought you were just done with me. I was never done with. It's you. an expansion. How much more is there to say? Listen to episode whatever it is that we review Alien in. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> you think it's more of the same? Uh, probably. Do with you, more wait? Let me ask line. you this: Do you think Newt comes back? I don't think the cat comes back. Sing me the song. No, Newt's the that little girl. The cat came back. Newt's I know. I know Newt's little girl. <laughs> okay. I was being a dork. You are a dork. Thanks. I'm not singing the cat came back. <laughs> but that is a creepy song. It is. All right. That's all I got. All right. I got one more. One more cardboard of tomorrow. Here we go. Okay. It is, and I, I'm so excited about this. This is this one's really soon. This is within the next couple weeks. Yes. Maybe even this week. Because this is Gen Con week. It is. Oh, yeah. Mansions of Madness 2.0. Yes. Oh, my goodness. I got... So, now, I see, here's something that I don't think any of our listeners realize is that... Well, the, two a, of our listeners realize. Right. On a rare <laughs> occasion, we have recorded games and said, wow, that didn't go well and just thrown it away. Yeah. There's a list. Yeah. I could give that list right now. You want me to? Yes. Okay. Seasons. Yeah. Total dud. Boring. Not doing it. Although it's a great game. It's a lot of fun. We played Spyfall. No. We did. Spyfall? Or, or uh, yeah, whatever it is. This Not Spyfall. What's the one that they do? It's Isn't it Spyfall? What's that one where you what have like... What am I thinking of? I don't know. I'm thinking of the uh, spy game where you have like a, a location that you're in and you're the spy and yeah, they're trying to right. guess where spy you're fall. at. Right. Uh-huh. We played that. That one was kind of a dud. Uh-huh. Uh, we played code names at the same time. We were thinking about doing both of those with together. It was as one episode. They were a party game episode. Nah, it didn't Uh, work. Mysterium was Uh, a dud. It was a total dud. We're not going to do that one. Nope. And the most infamous, the one that hurt the most, we played Mansions of Madness three times. Yeah. The first time I accidentally didn't record and it, that was the time that it worked the best. And it would have been pretty good. Yeah. It would have been okay. But then we played it again and I actually did turn on the mic and the whole game flopped completely. It was awful. And then I played it again with a different scenario that people said was more reliable and it flopped. 
it was terrible again. Yeah, and I, I'm just like, I, I don't know what to do. I've got, we've played it like, we've played Explain that game. Explain the floppage. <laughs> well, the flopping was like, on the first one was just that, I think nothing really came of it. Like the story was just a dud and it was like, we get to the re- revelation part and everybody's just like, Oh, what happened now? And I was like, this mm. happened. Why'd that happen? Because you guys went here instead of here and you missed this, this thing because you activated this thing, which made the big bad guy come out and you missed the clues that explained this. Oh, okay. All right. I guess, I guess that's, that's over then. Yeah. But we're not going to use this recording now after three hours because that's how long it takes. Yeah, it wasn't a very good game. And then the next, the, the time we played it, the last time we played it was you guys went the wrong direction instead of, you know, it's just basically like was like a right or left decision. Yeah. I was building up a bunch of monsters over here and, and like obviously saying, here's where you need to go. And you guys were like, well, there's a lot of monsters over there. So he must be telling us not to go that way. And you went the opposite way, which led to no clues. And you guys ended up losing the game on time. And yeah. it was just, once again, I was like, uh, well, well this a, happens, so now the... It wasn't a case of, he must be telling us not to go there. It was like, that's a crap ton of monsters. I don't want to die. <laughs> let's not go that way. Right. Let's go around. Let's right. see if there's a back door. Well, you guys you guys went the opposite way, and, and... You made it too hard. I don't know. Maybe. You were a bad DM. I doubt it. I don't. <laughs> that's, what, that's what happened. <laughs> it was so, pretty bad. Yeah, so in the end, you guys lost, and the time thing went off, and you hadn't found half the clues again, and the time the the ending story happens where I tell you how you lost, and you're like, I still don't even understand what happened. Yeah. And it's like, wow, this game falls apart. If you do not get the clues in the order they're supposed to happen, it falls apart. Right. Completely. But when it works, it's so beautiful. Right. When it works, it's probably the best storytelling in a game you've it's ever so tried. It's so cool. Yeah. And everyone has a great time playing it. Yes, because we've played it many times mm-hmm. before. We played it and with... And had uh, it work perfectly. With Jonathan and Eric or, and Erica. Weren't they over here for one? Yeah. They came over and they played that one where it was uh, it was an expansion one that was done by uh, Margaret Weiss. Oh, wow. Or no, or was it... No, it was Tracy Hickman did it. It Whatever. was one of those two Dragonlance, Dragonlance people. And and Tracy Hickman did it, and he uh, he designed this this weird film one, you know, this one that was attached to some sort of movie that was yeah. weird. And, and that, that one, one worked awesome. That one was the, one of the best games we've ever played on a table. Yeah. As far as adventure games go. And then we go to record, and it's like, what Yeah, happened? three duds in a row. Yeah. A, a technical dud, a dud from uh, <laughs> a dud from the mission, and a dud from the mission. Yeah, just bad. So... So why do you want a new one then? Because, and this is why. <laughs> well, that's what I asked, so good, tell me. It's totally co-op now. No GameKeeper. And it's driven by an app. Now, here's the thing. As the GameKeeper in this game, and I know I didn't make any mistakes. The game just flopped because it flopped. Right. But a lot of pressure is on the gamekeeper to manage a lot of elements in this game. It's, it's a really tough game for the gamekeeper, not as not nearly as tough for the adventurers. Right. The adventurers just have to roll dice and go put their face where it shouldn't be. You know, the gamekeeper has to keep track of all these clues, what cards are attached to them, when you read certain things, when you don't, you know, what doors are locked, how to get through them, where keys are. All this stuff has to be kind of tracked by the gamekeeper. You know? Right. And so with this, none this of that? takes that away from the gamekeeper, from what I can tell. Okay, so what about the flop, though? I mean, is it still... I don't think it's going to flop. Because you're not in charge? 
Right. <laughs> Thanks. I love you. <laughs> no, because if I was a player, you guys would never flop. Hey. <laughs> oh, that comes around, goes around. around, doesn't it? <laughs> that was bad. <laughs> But I'm really excited about this app-driven version. I think that's going to be a lot more fun for for me personally. Like well, as, a, yeah, as a DM, definitely. you're always a little jealous that you're giving this this sense of exploration and this this kind of tension to the players, and that you don't get to experience that at all. Right. You have to experience that sort of vicariously, and it's not as fun. Yeah. Sometimes it's fun. Sometimes it's not. You know. But I'm just saying, in this case, I would love it if the game took over that, if an app did. And I know that's that's like one of those taboo things, you know, we're going to include an app. You know, I think in that case, though, that kind of works. Right. This is the most excited about an app-driven game I've ever been. Yeah, same here. When someone said the app's going to drive the game in the first place, this is what I thought was going to be happening. Right. That they were going to put an adventure in an app and you were going to play it out on a board. Right. And that would be amazing. Because then it still has the ability to randomize with the same storyline potentially and... See, I'm stoked. Increased I'm replay- super stoked about this game. Yeah, that sounds awesome. Like, I will have this game. Oh, I know. This one is the one we'll probably review. Yes. Now, that being said, anybody who wants Mansions of Madness... <laughs> can buy our old copy. <laughs> What's funny is I looked at Amazon, and immediately the second 2.0 was, was like, announced. Because, uh-huh. in other words, implying that 1.0 is going away. Yeah. Everything got sucked up, and everything's overpriced now. Well, hey, let's sell ours right now. Maybe. I kind of like it still. I don't know. Oh, my goodness. It still gave me some of the best adventures I've ever had. I don't need that meowing. Just sell it when the price is high. This is why we're never going to be rich. I know. We've had this conversation. I don't want to be. I will not get rich off of selling Mansions of Madness. I just want to retire someday. (laughs) We won't retire on that game. Well, (laughs) couldn't wait. All right. Well, that's the cardboards of tomorrow that I have. And yours too, right? That my one. Here's the deal. As promised... In the opening banter, (laughs) we did actually complete two five for fives this week. All right, all right. Let's go through it again and make sure we got it. Count us off, Bill. One, two, three, four. This is a five for five update. Oh my goodness. Two five for fives. Two. You know what's good about this first one? We only have short. First of all, this is exciting for everybody because we only have two left in this five for five. That is exciting for everyone, especially for us because we love it. Because it starts off as this exciting pile of games, and then it turns into this like leftover chores that we just can't quite get to. I know it's weird, right? (laughs) Especially because you're playing it five times. Just playing it once. If it was one for one, it'd be no big deal. Yeah, but everybody does (laughs) that. I know everybody does that. (laughs) Everybody's got a whole closet full of one for ones. That's right. (laughs) So. We played this first one. We, you just went in for an oil change, and we played this first one five times during your oil change, which took two hours, Nicole. It was a Saturday morning. They were busy. I know. I should tell you. By the way, we can get you in, because you scheduled, you made an appointment. I did make we an appointment. We can get you in on Saturday morning, but it's going to take two hours. Well, no. They also took care of my recall that was on my car. Which was that? It was something to do with the airbag, so I'm pretty thankful that they right, did that. Right, going to shove shards of metal in my face. Exactly. Right through yeah. my eyes. You know, through your looking balls. Uh huh. And then, uh, <laughs> and what else did they do? They washed know. the car. They didn't vacuum it. But they never do that. But they washed it. Right. It's more than I do. There you go. So there you go. Huh. Right. Well, we played this in that two-hour time period. <laughs> Five games of one game in two hours. That was tides of time. Yes. 
Now, we've talked about it. We did a What Got Played for Tides of Time because on our vacation last year sometime is when we picked this up. Mm-hmm. And it was when we went to Salt Lake City. And we we played it in a hotel on the way back and we're like surprised because this is another one of these micro games, sort of like Love Letter, where you open it up and you've got, I think in this case, it's like 16 cards. Yeah, and that's it. And that's it for the whole game. You got these 16 cards. In this case, they're like tarot-sized, like like oversized cards. And they each one features this, you know, pretty good artwork of different weird backgrounds. And they're they're all kind of medieval. They're really nice looking, but, you know, I couldn't tell you what's on a single one of them. I don't know either. Isn't that weird? Yeah. I remember there's a castle or something like that on one of them. Well, of course, there's always a castle. I just know they look really nice. They do look really nice. As I look really at them, nice. I'm always like, oh, look at that. Some sort of land. And yet I don't pay attention to the artwork at all. Well, I think the idea of this game, I mean, the basis is, I think the basic idea is that you're building some sort of kingdom every turn and you're trying to generate points. I mean, honestly, it sort of theme-wise devolves into you're generating points with symbols. Yeah, that's all I get on out these of cards. it. <laughs> I didn't know there was another theme to it. There is some, some, some sort of time thing. The time thing is specifically that you get to hold one card over from your tableau because you're going you're gonna to draft cards between the two of you. It's yeah, a two-player only game. And it, Five cards right. each. And you play a card, and then you hand your cards to the other one. You reveal the cards to the other, you know. You both simultaneously reveal the card that you right. kept. And your cards will always say something like, if you have the most of the crown suit cards, you will get seven points. Right. Or every crown suit card you have is worth three points. And right. it'll do that for every single one of the five suits, I believe, that are in the game, right? There's five <sighs> suits, and then there's... Cards that have no suit that right, give you other special, special abilities. abilities. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. So you you draft your cards and you're going to play all five cards. So the last yes. card you get handed, you just flip it over because it's already in. And at the end of that, you're going to play three rounds like that. At the right. end of that round, you're going to tally up all your points going through and reading those cards and tallying points. Like I said, like seven points if you have the most of this, the majority of these, and three points for each one of these you have, you know. And right. You go through all your cards like that, and you tally up your points, and then you take a, this little time chip or whatever out, and you decide which card you want to keep for next turn. And then you also take one and discard it, and you and decide which one of those. it won't be used at all the rest of the game. Right, and it's taken out. At the end of the game, or at the end of that round, you draw two more cards each, mm-hmm. and you draft the next round right now. Like right, that. but then at the end of that round, you're going to have, what is it, six cards on the table? Right. Seven cards on the table. It'll be no, six you've cards. Kept one. Right. You gain two. So, you have, so six cards you on the table. You have five cards the first round, six cards the second round, and seven cards the last round. Because right. you draft another, you keep another card after the second round, and you tally up points in the second round. Right. So your first round is the lowest scoring round. Your third Typically. round is the highest scoring round, usually. Typically. Uh, and I found just doing this kind of playing these cards off each other because they all kind of bounce off of each other. If you have a pair of these, it's worth this many points. If you have one of each of the suits, you get this many points. And there's all these ways to make points built into these cards. And those text cards do stuff like double the amount of whatever the highest, you know, number of, a you know, highest number of suit cards you have of one suit, you know. So right. if you have the three high, crowns, if you, have you Whatever ha- card you have that scores the highest gets doubled or whatever. Right. And there's like, there's a... There's one that like breaks all ties. So if right. you tie for the most cards, then right. you so win. In, case, in the case of those majority cards, yeah. like if you, if had you have the majority the tied of leaf suit or whatever, uh-huh. then you would get to win that majority. Right. Uh, so you get like that kind of stuff. And at the end of the third round, you tally up all these points. Whoever has the most points wins. Um, I did actually win three to two. Of course. Uh, but I think that 
you I think when we look at the scores, there was only a couple of like blowout rounds. For the most part, we played pretty close to each other most rounds. Right. Within like five points of each other. Right. There was only a couple times where it was like, how did you just beat me by 15 points? You know? Yeah. So I think it plays pretty regularly. Now, I've played this, this just like a month ago. I played it seven times in one day with Travis. During our five for five. Right. Like we'd already picked it and yet you go and play with him. Right. I just, I thought, well, I can, you know, we got a little bit of downtime on this show because we're doing like one of these breakout room events. And that means that they do a big general session that has a lot of audiovisual and production in it. And then they go off into these little tiny meeting rooms and have these little micro meetings that have no need for support almost at all. So we basically sit around for 45 minutes waiting for them to change speakers again and say, hey, everybody okay? And then sit around for 45 minutes again. So you thought you'd just practice so you could beat me? No, I was like, I, if, I, if I take this game out there, I'll get a couple rounds in, then I won't have to learn the rules later. Oh, okay. That's what I thought. So I practiced up and beat you. No, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I don't know if practice would actually beat anybody on yeah, this Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's very luck-driven on which cards are going to be dealt out. The only strategy is which card are you going to, you know, based on what I see in my hand right now, if I take this card, I can definitely score points. If I take this card, I'm definitely not going to score points. But I haven't seen your cards yet. So that first card is is very you know right you're luck. usually usually you start the round with a hand of cards and you go okay what can i at least gain a point off of like in the first first round of the game i mean like i said there's three rounds mm -hmm. in that first round you're like what can i at least gain points off of right now and what can i still gain points off of after nicole sees what i've played to gain points because you right. may very well look over and see that I am going to get a bonus points or five points if I take this other card in your hand and so and I'll you'll just be it. like I'll just play that then yeah even so though it's a... not going to give me anything at least it'll keep you from getting points right right so there's a Which lot of that. that there's a lot of that kind of backstabby stuff going on and yeah you know countering people and stuff it's it's a fairly I think it's a fairly strategic game but I think that it's I think it's accessible enough and obvious enough that most people understand if I give this card back to them, they're going to get points. Yeah. I don't think more, it, it'd take more than one game to get anybody up to speed in this game. Yeah. And I still think that the decisions, I mean, I sat there quite a few times really thinking hard about what I was going to do next. You know, you sit there like, oh, if you I would. Do this... You would just sit there and I'd be like, are you ready? Well, because I'm, I'm contemplating, do I take, <laughs> I, I, you know, I'd be sitting there saying, okay. If this card comes back to me, I get five points. I can take two points from her, three points from her right now and not get the five points when it comes back and just go off the two points back. Or I can take the gamble that she wants to fulfill this other card that she has over there. I mean, there's a whole level of, of you know, kind of thinking about this game. Yeah. Where I'm trying to decide what's the best course of action. What are you most likely to do? I'm trying to guess what you're going to do. Read my mind. Yeah, it's not, it, but I'm saying that that level of strategy is yeah. in that game. And because you have all those cards and you have all the faces and you kind of know what's coming up, by, by the second card played, you know every card that's in play that round, there's a lot of forethought that can go to the rest of the round. A lot of it. Yeah. You know? Granted, this, the most important card is still like the one that you've kept from the last round because you want to make sure that gets fulfilled every turn and, uh, also, uh, whatever you're, whatever you've drawn in, you can exploit that right off the bat, you know, and try to try to make it so that the other person doesn't know this other type of card is in. Yeah. 
So, I mean, there's, there's a lot of strategy to this game, surprising amount. Uh, and, you know, I did uh, actually hear that they're releasing a new version of this at Gen Con this week. Well, yeah, it's the... Uh, Tides of Madness. Right, it's Cthulhu. I know. But I heard so it has, I feel like I it's gonna it has be new the same. elements, though. I heard oh. it, it's got some new stuff to it. Then I might be interested in oh, it. I'm just, it. I know, I know. I'm just, I'm Cthulhu'd <laughs> out. I don't care about Cthulhu anymore. That's what Mansions of Madness is. I know, and I don't care about that part of it. <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> care. Oh, care. <laughs> um, I mean, I don't, I don't dislike just because, I'm not like going to look at it and go, oh, Cthulhu, I'm not going to get it. Right. I'm, no, but I don't, I'm not impressed by the Mansions theme. of Madness branches off of Cthulhu quite a bit. Yeah. There's a lot of variant to it because it, it goes off with all the writing of H.P. Lovecraft, not just the Elder God stuff. Yeah. So it's a little different. I think I'm ready for a new... A new... Just kind of like, okay, like movies, they got all vampire-y for so long with like Twilight and all that kind of right. buckle buck going on. Yes. And then they got, now they're all, they've been all superhero for like way too long and right. I'm just ready for the next big thing. Same thing with, with theme. I'm just ready for something beyond Cthulhu. Really? Yeah. I need okay. a different theme. I'm okay with just random horror movie stuff in a box. Yeah. We'll talk about that some other specifically have time. to be Cthulhu. Anyhow. Anyway, um, I think it plays really quick and has a decent level of thought. Yeah. And I think it has some really fun decisions that you get to make during the game. There's always more than one path that you can take every time you play a card. Yeah. And that's what makes this game interesting. So what do you rate it? It's a four out of five. Yeah, I agree. Such such a solid game. It's I mean, totally solid. If it had a better theme, it could creep up into a five, but it's got nothing going think, on other than just suits and cards. I don't think theme ever is going to play into it well enough right. for me, so I don't even discount it based on that. Um, my thing is I, have, I, I tend to think that it, it is so quick and easy to play, I right. think that it would be easy to burn yourself out on it. Yeah, I mean, like I said, we got we got five games of it played in two hours, Yeah, and I was done playing at that point. I was done playing it. I mean, I could I could play it again, but I can see where you might think, you know, like right now I could say, I would totally play that game. Let's right. play that game. And then by the end of it, I'm pretty sure I'd be like, why did I do that? I did not need to play that game right well, now. Well, just consider this. I've played this game 12 times in, in like, like the month. last two months. Yeah. So, and I'm not, I'm not tired of it. If someone pulled it out and said, hey, let's play this, I'd be like, yeah, sure, why not? Yeah. It's a good game. It's solid. I don't know. I, here's the other thing, too, is I'm always a sucker for drafting. I love the drafting mechanic. I think right. it's my fave. Every time I try to drive anywhere and you follow me, you're like two inches from my bumper. I was drifting. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> drifting. <laughs> Oof. I didn't even get that joke. That was bad. All right. <laughs> so four out of five from both of us on Tides of Time. Now, yes. the other thing we played was Lord of the Rings Confrontation. Now... This is a game that's been printed and reprinted and reprinted, I think, at this printed point. Printed with a big box version. There was a deluxe version. Yeah. There was like an original printing, like I think in the 80s or something like that. Then they I reprinted it. Then they reprinted it with a deluxe version. And now they reprinted the smaller version again. And, and that's the, the version we have. Okay. Um, it's a two-player game as well. Only two-player right out of the box. Yes. And you kind of, you kind of see that classic chess checkers kind of feel to it right off the bat when you set this game up you've got these little pieces they're on like sort of a little you know series of spaces that are symmetrical across the board and you get to you know move these pieces towards each other and attack each other with them right uh it goes a little deeper than chess or checkers obviously because chess or checkers are just like you land on a piece and they're gone right 
Yeah. That's just kind of how it works. Or you jump a piece in checkers. Right. Um, but this game's a little more asymmetric. Okay. Totally so more So you've got one person is playing black pieces. The other one's playing white pieces. And the white pieces are the Fellowship of the Ring. And the black pieces are the Forces of Sauron. Mm-hmm. And you... When you start playing this game, you'll notice right off the bat there's strengths associated with all of these. It's very much like the, the classic game Stratego, which is, you know, has the same kind of feel to it where you have this a hidden identity to a piece because you slide cardboard tokens in on these black pieces and white pieces and you have like an identity that's hidden from the other person so they don't know who they're walking into when they enter the space with another person. Right. Uh, on could your turn, be Frodo could be Gandalf. Right. On your turn, for the most part, the basic idea is you're just going to move one piece, one space, and you're going to take turns doing that. Right. The whole idea of the game is to move your Frodo piece into Mordor. Or. Or you're supposed to have three of the Sauron people get into the Shire. Right. Or. Kill Frodo. Kill Frodo. And Frodo's a little hard to kill because he has an auto-retreat mechanism kind of thing. Now, all these guys have these special powers like that. Uh, there's limits to how many pieces can be in, in each uh, region. And you have eight pieces a piece. And you play diagonally from corner to corner. So it's a little weird. Which I like that. You did? Yeah. <laughs> now, this is not balanced at all. No. In fact, like I said, it was it's an asymmetrical thing. So everybody has different powers. There's there's not repeated powers. Like for instance, uh, there's a, a Boromir, which is a guy who kind of sacrificed himself for the Fellowship in the first book, right? Now Boromir, if you have him and he runs into a, an enemy, there's no fight. He just they both die. Yeah, he's he's your bomb. Right. We just called him a bomb. Yeah. Because that's all he does. Yeah. Bombomir. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I wasn't thinking that though. I kept thinking Borophil. <laughs> Anyhow. Oh, well, get out of here, Adam Sandler. The uh, <laughs> that's chlorophyll. The uh, but everybody, you, you kind of notice that everybody has a strength value associated with them, and the reason this is important is because you have a hand of cards that can alter the strengths of your characters on the board, and they also give you additional powers again. So not only do you have like a character with an individual power, now you have an additional power that you can use in card play. And the way that the game does handles that is whenever you walk into a space with another piece, you both reveal what piece you're looking at. The person walking in is the attacker. Right. So the attacker walks in, and, and in this case, it always goes in the same order, though. The fellowship... Yeah. Power goes off first, the like char- their character the power. The fellowship character power goes off first. Right. So if in this case, if it was if it was Frodo, he would get to retreat sideways. Right. Right off the bat, before you even fight, before you play any cards or do anything, he retreats sideways out of your space. He has to retreat to a space without an enemy and a space that can't accept him, and it has to be sideways. That's just that's how the rules go. Right. If he can't do that, then he's trapped in the fight, and he only has a one strength, so he's probably going to die. Probably. Okay. Uh, if you get past this powers thing, I mean, there's a bunch of different ones. Some of them are like uh, automatically defeat stuff. That's one yeah. thing that, that, that's like Gimli defeats. That's the mildly orcs. satisfying and equally frustrating at the same time because right. whoever had it happened was like, "Oh my god, I can't believe it actually worked," and the other person's like, "I can't believe that I actually landed on the space with the person that actually just auto kills me." Right. Uh, so yeah, like uh, Gimli can kill orcs. Uh, your Legolas can kill the, uh, the Nazgul. Nazgul. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and. Uh, Oh, Pippin kills the Witch King automatically. Yeah, I never had that happen. Yeah, you did. First did game. I? 
first game you killed my oh. witch king and you killed uh, uh -oh, my uh i think you killed my orc automatically too on that one could have been i don't know uh but this is the thing so what i noticed was a lot of the auto kill stuff and a lot of the the uh stuff that was like instantly you win kind of thing was on the light side because i think on the dark side you only had you had one guy who could auto kill someone if you use this shortcut space through the middle of the board and uh, nobody ever uses the shortcut. Oh, the orc was the most powerful piece on the on the bad guy side because if he walks into a space with one person, they automatically lose. Right. If, if he walks if into he a attacks. space with two people, he automatically kills the first right, defender. Right, because he, he automatically kills the first defender. So as long as right. he's on the attacking side, he automatically kills one person in one space. Right. So that's really cool. Yeah. And I exploited that one time. But uh, one thing I noticed is that, that all of the light side guys, strength point-wise, are really low. And yes. all of the bad like the guys... the max is a five. All the Sauron guys are really high because they basically start at two or three and go and up from there. they go up to there. a nine. They have one guy who's a nine. Yeah. But they have like... It, it goes all the way up to like six and then it goes it jumps up to nine after that. But the nine guy doesn't get a card to help him fight. Who needs a card? He's got a nine. <laughs> so here's the deal. Like after you, play, after you play the powers, if you're still in a fight, then you get to play cards. And like I said, up the first round, first part of combat, player powers go off. If you're still fighting, then you play cards, and Sauron's card goes before the player's card. Before the uh, fellowship. Before card. the fellowship's card, right? So you, uh, I don't know. It seemed like there was like the one thing. Here's the one card that always made me frustrated, because you have this special power card. Now both people get a set of cards, like one through five. Oh no the the light guys the the fellowship gets a one through five the sauron gets a one through six or something like that or two through six or something like it's that. It's a one through six for right. strength to add strength to their right. strength. Right, and power. you guys have an extra power card. But fellowship has an extra text card. The right. text card will be either like a retreat mm -hmm. or um there was a you yours can, was retreat you backward. Yours was take something out of the discard pile negate my strength or I would make it so I couldn't play strength cards or strength cards and was there a fourth one there was a fourth one and I can't remember what it was because uh, Sauron remember. had three cards I can't remember that you could do which were pretty much the same it was yeah you know, Sauron's oh, it was a sacrifice so every, both, oh, people, both die. people die right yeah. and Sauron's was bring something back from the the deal the discard pile you could retreat you could retreat straight back or and... you could uh do something else. Oh, Negate somebody else's card. That's right. It made us. Oh, yours. One, your one did like some like negates the text on my card or something like that. They both. They both had that one. Right. Yeah. Okay. So that's the cards. And so basically, one of these cards is just going to give you one of those other cards back. Right. So like you do a lot of retreating, you do a lot of weird stuff uh, like that. If you ever get two people in a space, you're allowed to mix them up, so that if if someone knows where one character is and they retreated away. And they retreat to a space with two people. They can mix it up because when you go into a space with two people, you have to declare which guy you're attacking. Right. So you do these attacks back and forth, and the Fellowship player has a lot of cards. And until until both players run out of all their strength cards and all their cards they can play, they don't get to have any of them back. If you ever run all the way out, you get to shuffle them all back up again and have your whole hand again. Which we never had happen. We never did that. Mm -mm. Never even got close. Yep. Um, we played... Now, you won this one. No. Yes, you did. Oh, I did, but only on a technicality. But we found out that the game... I played the light side three times and lost three times, and you played the light side twice and lost two times. In right. fact, if you really want to look at our series, 
evil one five out of five times. Yes. Okay. And now we, we looked it up in the book, like, what are we doing wrong? And we found out about third game that the game expects you to play like one game is supposed to be, I play the, the fellowship and then I play Sauron and we count how many troops I, that you had left on the board both times and make that your score. And whoever had the most troops left on the board total between the two games is the winner. Right. Which we thought was dumb. I don't like that. That's a, that's a cheaty pants option. I don't like it. Right. Um, another thing is, is we never actually did the change out variant. No, there's there's I didn't... a reskin of all the characters in the game with different powers and and all that. But we were kind of like we're we're trying to see the fellowship win once, and we're getting used to all this other stuff. So let's just keep pressing on and seeing if we can beat this one time. And it, we couldn't do it. It was no. it was impossible. Uh, it plays really fast. Yes, it it's does. It's really that. simple. Uh, it's on the silver line, I believe, of games from Fantasy Flight, which means it's like one of their discounted games, like or cheaper than you know below forty dollars games. I think this was twenty five dollars. Yeah. Uh, what do you think about it? I, I didn't care for it. Yeah. I, I, honestly, it's like a two. Yeah. For me. Yeah. I mean, if you can play playing as the Fellowship, I actually had more fun. Right. Because I felt like it was actually, I was being challenged to try and win. Uh-huh. And I know if I had won as the Fellowship, it would have been a big deal. I'd have been like, oh my God, I can't believe I won. Woo! You know? Right. But playing as evil, it was like, yep, I won. Ha ha. Right. I mean, our last move was I just had the Witch King sitting next to me, sitting next to uh, Mordor. And I had an open space for Frodo to walk into. And he's the only character on the evil side who can attack sideways. Right. Everybody else has to, has atta- has to attack straight ahead and and always move forward and, and they can you know the spaces sort of split to other two spaces in the middle and then they tighten back up again so you're limited in how you move but that guy was the only guy who could actually do that and, I, and it was like you had nothing left i, I just had, fell right into the trap basically right. well I, I had i had taken all of your cards you had no options had left no, to get yeah, out of there. i had no cards left i couldn't retreat at all right and i couldn't my retreat second, sideways so right in my second game of the fellowship i got to about the same point where i just had no cards i could do anything with and at that point, it was like, if I'm going to have a strength battle, I'm going to lose. Right. Because you have no prayer. Yeah. And that's what happened. So, I mean, I, I, I'm the same way. I think it's a two. Yeah. I don't think this is that much fun of a game. And no, it's been, it's been if recommended. Forced, if you're forced to play the evil guys, then it's really not a fun well, game. Well, and I don't like a game that's not, that's designed to be played twice to calculate a score. I, just, I don't. I wins. just don't like it. Yeah. I, imagine if I was playing, like I said, like Warhammer 40K. And in order to play an, a, an accurate game of Warhammer 40K and decide who's the real victor today, I have to show up, play a whole game of 40K with an army I designed against an army somebody else designed, and then we switch armies. Right. And I play his, and we see who had the most points and troops left at the end of the game, and that's who's the winner for the day. Yeah. Wow, what a Lame. waste of a day. Yeah. It means my, my army had no credibility or right. something, you know? Or somebody else takes the credibility of my design, which just bugs me. I don't like it. Yeah. I, I don't know. I just... It was only fun when you were playing the Fellowship. It was, so. it was, it was only fun, but it was also defeating because you were just like, is there anything I yeah, can do? but at do? least it was a challenge. Right, the other side, the other you side just played defensive. Yeah, it's like with any co-op game. It's not a fun co-op game if you're going to win every time. There's no right. challenge. What's right. the point of the game? Right. Same thing. Right, by the time I hit Evil, you, we were getting ready to play, and you're like, you're sure you don't want to win this because you can... Or you play evil, like, and I was like, well, if I play evil, all I'm going to do is play defensive. All I have to do is just sit and move as little as possible, and uh-huh. you'll walk right into me, and I will destroy you. Yep. You have no prayer. Yeah. And I, I wiped almost every guy out on your team. You had three guys left on the board. 
at the end of that game. Yeah. You know? And one of them was Frodo, who so, walked into my Witch King trap. <laughs> if you if you have somebody who all they ever like to do is win and they don't like games, that they're, if there's a chance of them losing, play it with them. Let them win, win, win. I, and I then you can actually like, enjoy trying to play the, the underdog. There's so many better Lord of the Rings games than this. I agree. Okay, just get that. If you want a Lord of the Rings game that, that's challenging and still fun and still feels thematic, get the Lord of the Rings Reiner, Reiner uh, Nietzsche's uh, co-op game. Mm-hmm. That game's fun. And if you want to play Stratego, get Stratego. I've never right. actually played Stratego, but I watched it played on King of the Nerds. I think it's more fun than this because it's at least it's balanced. Exactly, it would be it's a balanced game then right. at least. So that would be fun. So play Stratego. Right, I would I would actually recommend game, Stratego over this. I would, and yeah. I wouldn't really recommend Stratego. No. So, but, <laughs> so this know. is uh, going in our sale pile. So if anybody was interested, <laughs> in, <laughs> two out of five for that. Now that yeah. that brings us to our new five for five. We're not going to announce it, are we? Why? I don't think we should. Why shouldn't we? Because I like to torture people. This is unbelievable. You don't want to save it till next time? Why? I don't know. You can ruin it if you want to. Okay, fine. We'll just, we'll not ruin it this time. It's called suspense. <laughs> I don't think anyone's dun, dun, dun. suspended. <laughs> what? All right, here we go. That's enough of the five for five. Let's find out what about that, because this week we played Camel Up. And Camel Up won the Spiel des Jahres. So let's find out what about that. All these games have been Some of Monday's on extreme. We played a game like this. What about that? All right. What about that? Now, this week we played an award-winning game. Woo-hoo. And then it won the award in 2014. Yes. You know? So it's been a couple of years. <laughs> it's not a new game. No. You know? New to us. Right. What did we get it for Christmas? Did I get it for Christmas? Hmm, I can't remember. Or was it birthday? I don't know. Might have been birthday. Last few months. Eh. So, let's talk about this award, okay? This okay. They won the Spiel des Jahres Award. And this is a German award given out every year for games released inside of that year's months. So, in this case, 2014's games. So, this I, th- I think this award was, was given out last summer for 2014's games. Well, yeah. So this year, they just got the 2015 games, of which we tried to get the guild to vote for one of them, and they voted for Mage Knight's board game instead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's already set up on the table. We have not played it yet. Right. We're getting there. Right. So uh, this one won last year for 2014. Now, the Spiel des Jahres Award was created in 1978 with the stated purpose of rewarding excellence in game design and promoting top-quality games in the German market. Now, it is uh, thought that the existence and popularity of the award is one of the major drivers of the quality of games coming out of Germany. A Spiel des Jahres nomination alone can increase the typical sales of a game from 500 to 3,000 copies, uh, like somewhere around in there, to around 10,000. Okay, the winner can usually expect to sell now like 300 to 500,000 copies worldwide. It's a huge deal. That doesn't seem like that much, though. It's so much. You 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 got to realize that a game that you think is popular, like in our hobby, we 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 tend to think like you know movie sales or video game sales. It's I know. not like that at all. Oh, I know. A successful game in this hobby is like fifteen thousand copies. That's a huge deal. Five thousand is considered pretty successful. 
10,000 is really good. That's so weird. Right. But games like, like for instance, like we talked about Spyfall earlier, right? Uh-huh. That game has been really popular, and it's sold, I think, uh, 500,000 copies or something like that. And it was a huge deal. Well, that is a huge, that seems more logical, like more reasonable. Right. I don't know. But there's not, like, video games will sell hundreds of thousands of copies every time. Call of Duty's last board, like last... Uh, you said duty. I know. <laughs> Call of Poopy. The last <laughs> Call of Poopy game, part three or whatever the heck it was. I don't even it's know. It's not three. It's I like don't know. way beyond that. Anyhow. Modern Warfare 3, let's call it that. I don't even know what I don't it even is. know which one it is, but, but go ahead. the pre-sales on that was over 300,000 copies. Okay? Yeah. This is... The, the hobby we're in is nowhere near that. Yeah, it's getting there. I'm just telling you. Okay. In other words, it really takes a game from just being, you know, being a success to being huge. Okay. Truly. The award was eventually split into, uh, from one category into three. The Kennerspiel, which deals with heavier strategic games. The Kinderspiel for children's games. And this year, uh, and just the Spiel de Jahres. Uh, this year we saw... Codenames beat out Imhotep and Karuba. So Codenames is now a Spiel des Jahres winner. Right. I think that's Vlada Shavadl's first game, too. In fact, I'm sure of it. Winner, you mean? Yep. His first winning game. Right. Just so you know. Not his first uh, game. Codenames is the only one of the games that were up like the, in that category that we had played of those three. Yeah, I'd like to play Imhotep. Right. And I want to play Karuba. I heard it's actually the best balance of density and and theme theme as as well so huh. kind of excited about it myself uh also the kennerspiel we saw isle of sky uh beat out pandemic legacy and time stories now this shocked me because we we've, we've played uh we've played two of them we tried to get isle of sky onto our list and that that got voted down but the we're still gonna play it not right we're still gonna play live it. but uh I was surprised that it beat out Pandemic Legacy, to be quite honest. Yeah, I'm not. I know. I think I think it's just not traditional enough. Pandemic was already up for it, like right. the original one, and it lost. But we don't. This is a weird nod. And then though. Legacy. Why would you give it to Pandemic when you didn't give it to Risk? Right, and this is sort of a strange nod because it's like they basically said, "Here's two basically disposable games. You play them, and you don't play them again." Yeah. When the experience is over, the experience is over. And one of them that they're like, you can play it as many times as you want. Mm-hmm. And the one that you can play more, as many times as you want, one. Yep. Weird, right? Yep. So uh, the Kinderspiel uh, just completely defies us. We we don't, we didn't play Leo's Goes to the Barber, the game mm. Mm, <laughs> mm. or the winner Stone Age Junior, though we've played Stone Age Senior and it was fun. That is fun. I like it. Are they going to relabel it Stone Age Senior? No. No. Now, looking at the history of the spiel, how many winners do you think we have played, Nicole? I don't know. The answer is 10 together, and I'm at 12. You've played two games without me? I've played... This goes all the way to 1978. Yeah, I know. Let's go over those games right now. Okay. We know that we've played Camel Up. We played it for this episode. Don't look at my list. I'm not looking at your list. You're like, you didn't give me that list. That's right. You didn't give me that list. It's not on my paper. Right. Okay. Hanabi, 2013. Played it. Right. What'd you think about that? I like it. It's okay. Yeah. It's fun. Diminishing returns on that one, I think. I think the more you play it, the less fun it becomes, which is bizarre. Well, no, you develop a unintentional language. Yeah. An intention that was, that ruins the game. 
Yeah. So it's not something you can control, but if you play with the same people over and over again, you will communicate differently and you will break that game. Yeah. Uh, Dixit, 2010. Yeah, that's a good one. Right. Once again, if you play with someone you know, you can give a clue that only they will know and they will pick up on it and you can ruin the table and break that game. We've done that. Yeah. You and I. You and I. High five. I can see your list. No, I'm just kidding. You totally missed that high five. I missed high five because I was looking at your list. Well, congratulations. I almost broke my thumb. It kind of hurt. Sometimes you get what you deserve. Now, (laughs) 2009 Dominion. Yeah, that's the one that I wanted to talk about. What about it? Because I did look some of this up. Nope, that's not it. I took a picture. Yeah, okay. That's the year. (laughs) Dominion won against Pandemic. Really? Well, okay. Let's be let's be honest. I don't agree with that, but <laughs> <laughs> I certainly don't agree with that. Let's be honest, though. This was a deck building game where there were no deck building games before. Yeah, but which was like revolutionary? Was but Pandemic really revolutionary? For me, it was. Well, I'm, it... I'm saying co-ops were out there already. Well, I hadn't gotten to play them. I hadn't either. So, it was revolutionary for you and I. It was revolutionary for a lot of people because I've right. talked to more than just myself and you that Pandemic was their, you know, their breakthrough game. Really? It was their their ticket to ride. It was their Catan. Okay. You know? I'm not it arguing. It was their gateway game. Dominion so. is not my game. No. <laughs> but then again, we also unfairly played uh, Thunderstone first. Right. And that Which will... seemed really hard to get through, but then when I went back to Dominion like and played it, it felt like, what did I just step down into? This is yeah. not as good. Yeah. Anyway. Anyhow, go ahead. Dominion was 2009. Yes. Zularetto in 2007 we played. We've played that. Not in 2007, but we've played it. Right. We've never reviewed it or anything. No. It's, fun, it's not bad. I like little, it. Little uh, farm zoo, I guess kind of a zoo building game. Yeah. Get, get animals on a bus. Isn't that what happens? What do you do with the bus? What's up with that? Remember the little like cars? I think like, you have cars? to move them from place to place or something. <laughs> I got to get it off the shelf again. Yeah, we need to play it again. Ticket to Ride 2004. That totally is deserving. Yeah, I know. How many times have we played that game? A lot. On iOS. Oh, especially a lot. I know. We played it just the other day. What happened? You won. I know. I always laugh so hard because I always, my, my character's name. Don't. I'm going to tell. Oh, it's so geez. funny. I always like it because I always name my guy Satan. So whenever she has to play with me, whenever she has to join my game, she always says, join Satan's game. And I'm always like, do you dare? Yeah, you're a hoot. (laughs) I know. For me, it's funny. Anyway, (laughs) um, Carcassonne, 2001. Played that. Yeah, I can see that. We played it on a five for five. It's it's super cool. It's good. Terrible scoring, but lots of fun. Yeah. Um, El Grande, 1996. That's a good one. I know. Still one of my favorite area control games. Yeah. It's a great one. Uh, Settlers of Catan, 95. Which, of course, is great. It's good. I'd, I'd rather play El Grande. Well. <laughs> Number 10. Have you played this Scotland Yard? I have not. See, I you have. You won't play it with me. Right. Um, it's fun. It's a, it's a hidden <laughs> movement game. Yeah. It's, it's the classic hidden movement game. A just giant board of London with uh, pathways divided into taxis, boats, or trains. Yeah. And you, you've got limited number of travel tickets on each of those type of spaces. And every time you use one, you give the used one to the Jack the Ripper player. So that'd so, be fun. We right, have so that, don't we? <laughs> well, we, we have it on iOS. We don't have it upstairs. Oh, for Pete's sakes. Um, Rummy Cube. I've played that. 
Yeah. I played it with my grandma when I was a kid. So yeah, that then you're you've got another one with me. Yeah. That was a weird <laughs> one that that just kind of like my mother bought out of the blue. I don't even I, I got to go look at her copy. I don't even know. Oh, I know what happened to my copy. On there. I took some games to work when I worked. I used to work at Borders Books, and I took some games to work. So maybe people would have something to do on their lunch times. Nobody right. ever took them down. So yeah. Rummy Cube and Trivial Pursuit, and my Othello game. Those are all. Those were all at Borders, and I think I left them there. Really? I don't know what happened to them. I don't know. Either. I never got them back. Well, here's the problem. I said twelve at the start, and I can't. I didn't write down the twelfth one. <laughs> so maybe it is just eleven. I don't really? know. Well, and we played them all except for I haven't played uh, Scotland Yard. Right. Right. So you don't even know. Well, there you go. Okay. Yeah, Rummy Cube. That one's really cool. I don't even hardly remember it. I remember there were little numbered tiles that you flipped down during yeah. the course of it. It was. It was. I don't know. <laughs> Me and my grams. Well, Nicole, let's see if this game can live up to this award. The following is a true recount of a board gaming session. It is not merely a conversation. It contains the actual sounds of components, success and failure, and in-the-moment emotions from the incident itself. The archivists of this audio would like to remind the faint of heart that the people involved are not rules experts, did not design the game, and do not always play nice. No one was murdered in the playing of this game. All right, now, it's the Camel Cup, and you and your fellow race fans have gathered to bet on the race. The game features a board with a hollow square made up of 16 numbered spaces, ending with a checkered finish line. The square is printed beside a race betting area that features the five different colors of camels and their leg bets, the first and last overall betting spaces, and a roll the die from the pyramid space. Now, on the racetrack is placed each of the five different colored camels. This is done by rolling the five matching colored dice that have numbered sides from one to three. If a camel lands on the same space, they stack up. The top camel is considered in the lead, and the bottom place is considered in last place in that space. Now, each player starts with three pounds, their stack of cards featuring a character face, their, their character's face and a color of each of the camels, uh, and a desert tile that moves the cam that can move a camel that lands on it forward or backward one extra space. <clears throat> the uh, dice are then placed inside of the 3D pyramid on the board. The pyramid has an opening at the top that's big enough to let only one die in through it at, or through it at a time, and a rubber band holds a sliding shutter closed. Uh, on your turn, you can take one action. They, these are the actions. You can take a leg bet by guessing which camel will end the first or first or second at the end of the leg. Place uh, your desert tile to potentially affect the placement of the camels or the movement of the camels during the turn. Bet on the overall winner or loser of the entire race. Or take a pyramid tile and gain one pound at the end of the leg and get to roll a die from the pyramid. Now, the pyramid is really when the excitement happens in this game. The method of rolling is picking up the, and shaking the pyramid that has dice inside of it. You then invert the, the pyramid onto the tabletop with the opening side down. You press the shutter, the, the sh shutter slider once and allow it to uh, open, then allow it to close. Then the die of one color and face are revealed by simply picking up the pyramid. 
The camel who matches the color of the die is then moved forward that many spaces. Now at the end of the game, the player with the most pounds is the winner, and this is accomplished by betting. Not simply on who will win, but though there is that, but also who is in the lead at each, each, uh, each time the pyramid runs out of dice when it signals the end of the leg. So place your bets, the camels are lining up at the post, and the bugle has sounded. All right, Nicole. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Another game against my brother Keith and a chance for some revenge after the tag team that both of you pulled on me in Mission Red Planet. Whatever. You tag teamed me and you guys it wasn't know on it. purpose. You guys did you it on purpose. You were just in a position to be teamed up against. <laughs> it was just the easy, you know, low-hanging fruit. I didn't win, so. <laughs> no, you gave it away, didn't you? No. Was it worth it? Yes. All right. Well, <laughs> <laughs> let's get the game, uh, get to the game, okay? Okay. All right. For my first turn, on this leg, mm-hmm. I am going to take my little token out, and I'm going to put it here. It's a minus, minus one. Okay. That's my first turn. Keith's turn. Okay. So I put my desert token down as a minus one. Take that. again those are leg bets yeah so you're betting just on oh, this leg right. of the race just so. until the dice go back in the pyramid right who do you think's gonna win that's what you're really betting who do you think's gonna place first or second or you can just move camels you can take one of those coins up at the top and right. roll the die out of the pyramid top right i wouldn't recommend betting on the whole race yet but that's up to you <laughs> yet okay um, but I that's a good choice go. i think right somebody's chicken <laughs> oh my god she's calling you out <laughs> leg bet Ooh. i'm gonna go with a leg bet on five do i put on it on blue on blue on blue yeah. now you just pull it down and put it in front of yeah. yourself okay. so you're saying you think that blue's gonna win this leg of the race right so up, so. up front just okay. for like reference sake uh white and green are on space three Blue, yellow, and orange are in space one, and they are stacked top to bottom both times. Blue, yellow, orange. Right. Blue, yeah. yellow, orange, and white, green. Okay. Okay. That's just our reference. Because it's a podcast. Because it's audio. <laughs> Is this the radio's work? The high tech of audio. <laughs> hey, look at this. <laughs> <laughs> so, one thing right off the bat... Uh, Camels stack in this game. Right. Now, camel up. Right. So I said that the camel on top is technically in first place. Now, whenever uh, whenever one of those camels comes up, turn to move, whatever camels are riding on top of them will move with them. And that's one of the big things in this game. Uh, you, like a, uh, yeah, so the bottom of the, of the shared space is going to be last place. So if the last place person's dice comes up to move, then you're going to move all the people up above you, and you're going to stay in last place in the right. next space. It Which won't get you out of that. Um, <clears throat> second, you can hear that I, I put like a hindrance tile in. you got this little desert tile that you can play once per leg, and you pick it up at the end of every leg. On one side, it says plus one. On the other side, it says minus one. And what that does is just between, you know, where you think the camels are going to move on that turn, wherever you think they're going to be possibly moving, you can make it so 
I play it in between some camels I didn't bet on and make it a minus one space so that they move back a space because whatever they whatever it says on there when they land on it they do that thing, and each tile can only activate once so you can't and you have to play them at least one gap like one clear space in between each one so you can't create a movement loop or anything weird like that. Right. Um, so I play one of those right off the bat. So I'm trying to slow some people down and uh, right off the bat. And Keith seems to be thinking really hard about his turns. Let's hear really how he uh, plays his next turn. Keith, what'd you do on your turn? What have you done? He hasn't done anything. I know he's cooking oh, no, a line. I'm so sorry. He got the sun face. Oh, scoot him over, Scoochie. Oh no. Sorry, Keith. Sorry. <laughs> do, you, do you want me to trade places with you? He's wilting. What are you gonna do? <laughs> uh, Don't think too hard. Yeah, There's so much win, chaos. Then we play another game. There's so much we chaos. We lose, we play another game. It doesn't even mm. matter. <laughs> I know what this is about. Right now your win streak is one game. 100%. Mm -hmm. Trying to make sure you win the second one. <laughs> okay. So let me just be honest. Our window in the game room is really, really tall, and we have curtains that go... It, it kind of splits at the top three-quarter mark and then goes up to, like, a little quarter more that we don't have curtains that are long enough to cover the entire window. And so every day in the summertime, around 4 o'clock in the afternoon, the sun spills down one side of the table and just beams everybody in the face. Right and in the face. Yes, Keith got beamed right in the face. Yeah, so, sorry, <laughs> Keith. Uh, and... It kind of, I think Keith's thinking really hard here, and I think it's a combination of things. I don't think he really paid that much attention during the rules read. He paid no attention whatsoever. Right. And now he's kind of overthinking his turns because he didn't, didn't quite get the gist of it. Uh, there's just, like I said, there's just four things to do on a turn. You bet on the whole race, you bet on the leg of the race, you place a desert tile to help or hinder the race, and you roll a die, or you roll a die to move camels. That's, That's what it. You, that's all you do. It's not a lot of options. Right. And so they're just, you just got to place his bets. His brain is just let me talk about these. <laughs> let me talk about these leg bedding tiles, though. Okay. So on these tiles, if it's kind of broken up like this, because there's five camels all the time in this game. There always is. No matter how many players you play, there's always going to be five camels taking part in this race. Right. If you're a camel, when you pick a leg bet, you pick a certain color of the camel. Like, you'll say blue. Now, you're saying, I think blue is going to finish first. Okay? If he finishes first, if the end of the leg, when all the dice are out of the pyramid... If he's in first, you get five pounds, Egyptian pounds, okay? Which are just five monies, you know? Five dollars. Five dollars. Yeah. So you get you get five five coins, right? If <laughs> if it's if it finishes in second, so you almost made it, you get three. If they finish third, fourth, or fifth, you lose a dollar. Right. That's just how it works. You lose a pound. So that's just that's just how the game is played. So you do start with three. So it is possible for you to go down. Uh, you're probably not going to lose more than three rounds, but you can bet multiple times on these leg bets. You know, you can double down on your odds and all that. Right. So let's hear an example of this betting, okay? You're going to take a leg bet. You're going to get that dollar. <laughs> what? 
<laughs> yeah, I don't know. Let me get the tower. Oh, you have to do the pyramid okay, then. Okay, roll a die then. Pyramid. Mm -hmm. Rolling the die. Push the little thingy. Push the little button in. This can't push the button. No. no. <laughs> there it is. And lift. Oh. White moves forward three. Oh. oh one, two, two three. three. Taking yellow to the lead. I that wonder what Nicole is going to do. Well, gee, I'm pretty sure I'm going to take a leg bet on yellow. Yeah. Wow. I think I'm going to take a... Because green. green would have to go three to have a chance. Green could do it. Green but I'm gonna go ahead. And, I'm gonna take a leg bet on yellow as well. That'll give me a dollar. Three dollars. It'll get me no. Yes. Okay. Yeah, you're right. If it wins, you'll get three. I take a leg bet on yellow. Or if it loses first at the end. I've taken my leg bet. So now it's Keith's turn. Wait, when you get the dollar? No, I or, get. Or you'd get the five. I get five. And he'd get the dollar. And he'd get three. If, like, oh, if yellow comes in second, I get a dollar, oh, okay. and he, he gets, gets a dollar. dollar. If he comes in third, fourth, or fifth, I lose a dollar. Right. Yeah, this is tons of math. Tons of betting math. <laughs> it's not math. It's easy. It's not It's not math. Light math at best. Very light math. Uh, and I, this is coming from me. Now, yes, you. if you're the first person to bet on a camel in all examples of this game, in all you know, whether it's the camel that wins the overall race or the camel that wins the leg, the first person gets the most money. The second person to try to bet down on the same camel that you took a leg bet out on only gets $3 and $1. Right. So they lose $2 on their rewards. And uh, it's like that for everything. And the dollar we're talking about at the start, whenever you do the pyramid rolling, it, one of the things is at the end of the uh, round, you're going to get a dollar just for rolling the die. Right. So you, get, you can offset a bad leg bet. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so... Uh, Right off the bat, I think Keith, he starts to kind of get it, and he decides to go risky. Let's let's check in with that, okay? Okay. So, I'm going to bet... Uh, am I, is it my turn? Yeah. Yes. Okay. You're going leg bet on orange. Leg bet on orange. The last place guy who hasn't rolled yet. <laughs> okay. Leg bet on orange. Wow. To go all the way, man. <laughs> I would have bet on green. That's what I would have bet. in the long shot. Lasty. Okay. He yeah, can but still you know, come is, from behind, this, but it's going to take two perfect rolls. Okay, let's make sure you understand the whole <laughs> I know, game. I was about to say, I think you just lost a dollar. Right, because there's only one roll in this leg. You're not talking the whole race. You're talking just this leg. Well, yeah. Well, I guess it could be. So if orange went here there. and green went here, they'd be on top. Orange oh would my win. gosh, that's a mega long shot. Okay, it's, I get it's what you're the, saying. It's the double right. roll long shot. As it's long not going to happen, yeah, you, but, but if it does. We, we will not second guess you the rest no, of the day. No, because you totally understand what you just did, and that's all I wanted to do. Right. If it does work, <laughs> we're cool with this. Nicole, it's your turn. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to take another leg bet on yellow. Dang, she's crazy. I am crazy. I think. Therefore, you hmm. are. What should I bet on? I'm going to bet on green. I'm going to take a leg bet on green. Whoa. Yeah. All right, Keith. What do you got? What are you doing? Yeah, rolling. Mmm. Here we go. This is this is for all the marbles. Uh-huh. <gasps> is it going to be green or orange? No, it's it's orange. green! Oh, no. <laughs> One, two. Oh, well. Orange does not win. <laughs> it needed to be orange. Green does not finish first. See, I'm telling you, there's something about like making lots of little small bets that make anything exciting. Well, yeah. You know, 
betting on a whole golf game isn't as funny as or as fun as as betting on each hole. It's funny. It's funny or as fun as betting on each hole, you know. Well. And that that's what this game is kind of. You gotta wait all day here. to see what happens. Right. You can hear, you know, the Keith's getting pretty excited because he's bet on this long shot of this orange guy riding the green guy in, you know. Yeah. And uh, he lays down his money for a long shot and doesn't pay off, so he loses a dollar. That's fine, you know. So a lot of a lot of Keith focus here in this uh, game so far. Let's uh, let's check out this clip and see if that's the same. I am gonna. Uh... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mapping it out. He's gonna so, so yeah, you can't put the uh, negative one, positive one on any of the uh, tiles. Can't be a camel or a. It can be adjacent to a camel, but not adjacent to another desert or oasis tile. Right. So I'm gonna put that. Oh. Right there. Yeah. All right. The plus one. All right. Okay. Just like in case. So just in front of green. <laughs> So either green or orange could wind up on top of the stack there. Right. <laughs> Cole, where do you put Blue you? has no chance. Do, do not bet blue. Blue dies. Poor well, no, blue, 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 dies. blue could jump on orange, and then orange could go all the way with a three. <laughs> you never know. The dice make this entire game happen. I, I told know. you it was chaos. It is all dice. Here's the thing, you. though. That's how horse racing is. You don't control the horses. You oh, just no. bet on what you think that, that they're going to do. Sagittarius Same to win. Thing. Man of war to win. Yeah. Man of war. Sagittarius. The you always horse? bet on the horse that won 19 the, out of its last 20 it races. Sagittarius. Mm, Secretariat. Secretariat. <laughs> Not the man pony. <laughs> Not the man pony. Jeez, okay, so I misspoke. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> it was really funny because I really had no idea of what you were talking about. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> but uh, the real point of this clip is that Keith saying the game was just dice luck. And it's, yes, it is that, but you get to use sand tiles or desert tiles to try to slow down and speed stuff up. Yeah. Uh, you get to, you, you'll see the odds playing out. It's a betting game, and betting always involves odds. And the odds are being created right on the table in front of you. Yeah. And you, you, you understand that. And yeah. obviously, playing odds, someone can win just by playing odds. Yeah. You know? Not every time. No. But it's still, odds it's a are, race. they will. The, the person watching a race right. has no ability to control that race. Right. We don't control how, they, how far they move or when they move or anything. We just yeah. roll dice. You're just betting in general. So. For, for the most part, you're just betting on what you think is going to happen. Yeah. Based on the position and based on what tiles are played and you try to change it up to be in your favor of what you've bet on. Yeah. Same thing. Like if you're doing a car race and you're betting on that, you're betting based on what you know about the driver and right, the car right. itself. You right. have no control over it. So I think it's exactly what it needs to be still. Ex exactly. So let's hear one of my turns. Well, uh, it's not going to be white. I don't think white's going to finish. I think the green, I'm going to take a green bet. Ooh, he's betting on green now. That's a good bet. See, Keith, Keith and I safety. got... Safety. Roll. Ooh, he's oh, he's going for it. Somebody's rolling right there. There we go. We got too many bets in here. Oh, green. Oh, no. One, two, one. Oh, top. Green all the way. No, he goes even 
farther. Because he no, just. No, he, he, got a, well, he, he didn't land, land on it. Right. He had to land oh on my it. God, green. So green is in Green's first going place. all the way. Oh. Sucks. Oh my. <laughs> the long shot. Ah, that's coming awesome. through. <laughs> I bet on him. I'm going to lose I a dollar. We're good with that. Man. Orange could still wind up on top with a three. Here's the problem. One, two, three, and he's on top, baby. Right. Could still be orange. You might want to take, you got an orange bet already. You could go. I know, I know. Oh, this is so stressful. Roll. <laughs> bet all your money. All right. So you can hear that this, this game builds as you go. Yeah. Because you're, you're kind of keeping track of where the money is and who's got what. I mean, you don't do hidden money in this game. No, it's all right out in front right. of you. So everybody can see where everybody is and you know that if you're betting the same thing as the other guy, you're not going to beat them at the end of the game. And it's still like at, at this point, we're only about halfway around the track and it's it's still too early to call the race and start betting on like who's going to win or who's going to lose. Yeah. So... It's, it's still kind of up in the air who could win this game, but we're still very aware of who's ahead and who's not because you score at the end of every leg and we're just kind of getting, you know, it gets, starts getting important by the middle of the game. Yeah. Well, and you don't necessarily want to wait too long either because like we said, right? you know, that first person that takes that chance and bets on the winner, if they're right, they get more money. Right. So don't forget, we still have to bet on who's winning or losing to really get, then that's where the most of the money is too. Mm -hmm is betting correctly on that. So uh, let's listen to another turn here. How many more legs do you think we're gonna get? We're two thirds of the way around the track probably. We're on space 10. Out of So right now space 10 16. is green on top, yellow on the bottom. Space seven is white. Wow. Space five is blue on top, orange on the bottom. We all have to pick up all of our little chili oh, noodles yeah. now. Thank you, thank okay. you. And then all the dice go back in the pyramid. Right. And I go first. Dang, we had all our stuff. <laughs> Every one of us had one of these move a space on the board and not a single one got tripped. I know. <laughs> Didn't get a one of them. It was very disappointing. <laughs> the rolls just went everywhere right. in between them. You were up first, Nicole. What do you I got? I am up first. I am. <laughs> you going to win this? <laughs> Are you going to win this? I don't know. What do you think? Yes. I think your brother's going to win. You do? Yeah. Wow. Okay. I totally think he's going to win. Well, right now, you can tell, even with me counting legs, mathing it out isn't quite an option yet. Right. Uh, but it is just kind of looming over our heads at this point that, you know, whoever's in the lead, you know, whoever's not in the lead needs to probably start thinking about one of those bets, one of those win or lose bets right. pretty soon. Uh, so let's go back to Keith and see how that works out. Yeah, I'm going to bet the round then. Um, You're going to do a leg bet. Mm -hmm. You're going leg bet. <clears throat> and then what? Nicole's legged. <laughs> uh, let's see. I'll, I'll uh, leg bet yellow. Whoa! He's in second place now, so we'll Whoa, see what happens. Okay. All right. I mean, I'm okay with that. Nicole, what do you do? I'm going to go with green. For now. I'm going to leg bet You're green. betting green. Betting that green. was my next choice, yep. <laughs> I mean, you guys are stealing all the high dollar yeah, things. Exactly. Oh, yeah, exactly. That was the point yeah, there, yeah. exactly. Pretty much. Mm -hmm. um, leg bed I'll as take, early as possible. I'll take green. Keith? You know, Keith. He's leg bed as early as he can. Uh, I'm going to roll. Ooh. Here we take go. Take one, hedge my go. bet. I mean, you're not messing around. What's up. the worst that could happen? You're Break not even. messing around. And roll this crap. Blue goes Whoa. three. Blue. One, two, three. 
Oh, now Blue's all by himself. That's yeah. not far enough. Yeah, he's, he's not going all the way. He really needed Ooh. orange. Blue is doomed now. Blue he's basically going to be last place. Cole's turn. At some point, Blue and Orange are last place. Oh, yeah. Because oh, yeah. one's orange either going to be on top of Blue. Orange or, is going to jump on top of White. Or he'll do two and wind up on top of Blue. He's do three, and he's, this is what's going to happen. Orange is going to end up White's on top gonna of White. Up right here. White's going to end up on top of Green, and Green's going to run forward three spaces. Orange is going to be the lead. <laughs> I know. Three perfect rolls, exactly in the right order, <laughs> to make that happen. End Nicole just bet on who's going bet. to lose. You're doing endgame betting. Biggest loser. Good gracious. Did you just bet on Blue to lose? I bet on someone to lose. <laughs> you place an end of the game bet right there. I know. I had to. You, you. I mean, you, at this point, you're saying I'm not messing around. I gotta, That's... I gotta take these boys down. Yep. Because uh, we're we're three quarters of the way around the track, so it's you're, you're starting to see the end is in sight. I mean, I think we're like one leg away at this point. It, it looks like, like we're going to finish yeah. in a leg, maybe a leg in just the start of the next leg. Right. That's where we're at. And it's obvious at this point that that's what's going to happen. Yeah. So it, it is the right time to do that. Now, Keith then rolls a die and this happens. Oh. Okay, I'm going to roll. Oh, he's going oh. in early. No, 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 no. no, no this don't is crazy. Don't, don't, don't do listen it. to her. Don't listen to her. Do what you want. I am not listening to her. Oh, Ooh, green wins one. one. Oh, oh no. Green cannot oh, win. So green cannot do anything. I was going to put my token down. In fact, oh, <laughs> enjoy. You suck. Yeah, but see, nobody can really the catch up with the green. dice come up has so much to do with right, how no things one, turn out, no and it's completely random. Right. No one can catch up with green. Yeah, whatever. That's You're right. betting on the winner. I'm betting on the winner. All right, I'm going to take another yellow leg bet. That's right. No one's going to wind up on top of green. Can't happen. Yes, this game swings a lot, but you just adapt your betting, and that's why there's leg bets, and right. there's, there's whole race bets, is because you adapt your leg bets as the dice come up randomly. You know, you don't want just run one runaway winner. That would be not fun at all. Right. It has to bounce back and forth, or else it wouldn't be fun to play this game. True. So, it all comes down to this, Nicole. This, this is, is this is the final clip right okay. here. Okay, I'm ready. I'm rolling. Oh, roll that dice! Go. It's, it's going to be around. either yellow or orange. It's orange, orange one. Orange one. He loses. Oh, he loses. <laughs> orange is going to lose. You know, he could still technically win this game. That's what's sad. Right. Sucky sad, but yeah, he could. Yes, he could. All right. Um, it would have to be well, like be that yellow. catastrophically bad for yellow for orange to win. Right. <laughs> okay, I'm just I don't think it's going it. to happen. Nicole's rolling. I'm just going to roll it. She's rolling. Classically, yellow has been very lucky. Okay, yellow. What's it going to be? Oh my Three god, yellow in the game. <laughs> yellow wins. Go, no. One, two, three. I get a dollar. Because it landed on my token and that plussed it one over the finish line. That's it. That's it. That's the end of the game. Game over. That is it. Okay, so we still have to do the end of leg. Oh, right. no, wait. As soon as the first camel unit crosses the finish line, the race ends immediately. Now carry out the leg scoring round one last time. After that, then you do the end scoring. Okay, so leg scoring. Um, who bet yellow? I bet $8 on yellow winning. Jeez. Yeah, I know. I would have grabbed one of those. If, <laughs> except for you Five, grabbed him right off the bat, Mr. Six, first turn. Seven, 
Yeah. That's why it's like that's why I was like, is my token? No. He's got <laughs> Dang it. two <laughs> Dang it. Ego, sir. Um and I had two dollars for two. green coming in second. Did anybody else have a green? I didn't. Okay. Anybody bet against? No. No? Okay. Mm -mm. And then I get two dollars for get pyramid. $1 rolls. For pyramid. You get one, he gets, he gets two. Thanks. Okay, so that's all of that. Now, um, the card on the bottom is the first card placed, so, so we determine the entire deck over. So, yes. So Nicole bet first that yellow would win. Oh crap! I bet the wrong one. <laughs> did you really? I well, on loser, I thought I did a different card. Okay, well you bet right here. You bet yellow would win, so that's yeah. eight dollars. So I get eight you. bucks. I bet yellow would win, which is five dollars for me. Wait, I'll just get two back and get ten. Hold on, wait. Okay. How many do you get? And I get nothing. No, you get three. Oh, three. So you get how many? Fred? Five. Fred gets five. Keith gets three. Keith gets three. You can trade me in boom. for twenty. Boom, boom. Through boom, ten. Boom. Sorry. Twenty dollar bill. <laughs> uh, so now we're betting on losers. Uh, Nicole was the first one in. She said blue was I going was to lose. Wrong, so I blue was in third place. I lose a dollar. So you lose a dollar. Yep. And then you guys were both correct, so. I was first, though, so I get eight and Keith gets five. Wow. Mm mm. Here, you were last. Two Wait, who's that? That's me. And ten. Was I the next person in line? I no, you were, the, you were on top. Yeah. If you were on top, we I flipped think I directly get over. I bet on, on last place first, didn't I? He bet on last place before you did. He did? Yeah. That's I thought I bet said. directly after you. Did he? I don't know. Well, you guys moved your cards. He did just now. Oh. Were you in the middle? He was on top. Let's go ahead and do his eight, and I'll do five. Just to get rid of it. Oh, give me that back then. Why? How are you giving me ten? Because I took two years. Okay. Mm -hmm. So you have to give me so my, two, my back. two back. <laughs> there you go. Mm. And then you get ten. How did I? No, end, I ended up with the exact same amount of money that I had before just now. I had thirty-nine dollars, and I didn't get my five bucks yet. I too gave much you five. You gave me it back. I'm telling you. No, I had thirty-nine. I took, no, I took two dollars and I gave you a ten. I gave you two dollars back and took the ten and gave you a five. I think you instead. just stole five dollars. I did not. Me. I'm pretty sure. It's of not it. true. I just, I just. It doesn't matter. You win anyway. Yeah. Do I? Yes, so. shut up. I've only got 32. I have 31. <laughs> You've got 35, 36, 37, 38, yeah, 39. Yeah, shut up. I think I was supposed to have four. Oh my God. Here, <laughs> here, have a, have a nickel. Yes, now I feel like it's fair. 44 to <laughs> Nicole. What are you what mad about? I, I, How does Fred always win? I don't. I lost the last game we played together. Yeah. Badly. You guys beat me so yeah. bad it wasn't even funny. Oh. Yeah, we did. <laughs> All right. That's, that's camel, camel up. up. The, the problem is, is that I really exist well in, in chaotic environments. Am I right? Yeah. I don't know what it is. I, I tend to do better if it's not so mechanical and straightforward of what you should do every turn. If, if you add in, it just has to be just enough element of chaos in there. If it's too much, obviously, like flux, 
which is just an activity instead of a game. It has to be luck <laughs> with no dice and you win. Right. Yeah. If you take away that element where you let me still control but something. But this had dice, so never mind. It didn't matter. It's a different kind of dice. It still had that chaos. I exist yeah. well in the chaos. I you don't know are why. chaotic. I think so. <laughs> but no, I won. That was Camel Up. Yeah. And uh, I mean, what, what did you like about it? We don't have anything else like it. Yeah? I don't know that it, I've played another game like it. Because it truly is. It's not like like the other racing games that we have, like what uh-huh. Robo Rally, you're trying to get to the end. Formula D, you're trying to get to mm-hmm. the end. But there's nothing where you're betting on who can get to the end. Right. Like, you're not against each other. No one's a camel. And that threw me, too. When I first opened the box, I was like, how is this an up-to-eight-player game? There's only five camels. Right, because I thought each camel would represent one of the players. Right, and that was one of the things we kind of had to explain right off the bat, is you are not a camel. Right. You're a dude at the race betting on the race. Right. That's all you are. It's very unique. Right. And I like that about it. And there are eight separate characters in the game to bet on the races and stuff. Right, but there's still only five camels. So, yeah. I thought I thought it felt just like a race would feel if you yeah. were betting on I bet this guy gets to this part first or whatever, you know. Uh-huh. And I, I really liked it. I thought it balanced out really well. I thought you know, points wise, I felt like I was always still in the game. Yeah. You know, even I, I never really felt like I was falling behind during this one, I'll tell you that. No, I thought it was it always felt pretty competitive right. for all of us. Yeah, I mean you could take a big bet and maybe it would pay off for you and not the other person. And maybe it wouldn't, but you know. Right. But I never felt like completely out of the game. Uh-uh. I thought, I thought it, it played really fun. And, I, and of course, what, what happened to us is we played this three players, and I'm dying to play it eight now. Oh, I know. Because I think it wouldn't take any longer, really. Not really, because the camels can still just go around the board so fast. Right. I mean, you still have to do... Eight turns well, I don't, No, or yeah, I don't you know. do. But, I mean, during those eight turns... You, you may know, not even get a turn and the leg's already over again. Yeah, because people could just roll, 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 roll. Right. Roll your boat. No. The uh, but yeah, I think that that's that's what would make it even more crazy. Yeah. So, I don't know. I, I really liked I liked the the dice pyramid. I thought that was amazing. Yeah. I liked that you were betting on legs because, like I said, when I go to sporting events, we even if we're not putting money down, if I go to like for instance a baseball game, we're betting on how many points they're going to score in the next inning and stuff like that, and we're just doing these these bets constantly. Yeah, we're going it's just to watch... always bragging right stuff, <laughs> right. you gonna, know. We've already set it up uh, just today. We set up who we were going to watch UFC 202 with at a bar, and I was making sure they knew that we were betting a dollar at least on every single fight for the whole night. Right. Because that is way more fun. You will, fi- you will find some, you know, under under uh, underdog card or what is it, undercard. Yeah, undercard. Undercard? That's what they call them, undercards. They're uh, card, like they're like a fight that happens before the main events. And you will find that you'll bet on one of those and you actually care about two guys that you don't know at all just because you have a dollar riding on it. Right. And it makes the whole thing more engaging, more fun. You're kind of jibbing each other like, ah, ha, ha, I got a dollar from you. I'm up two bucks, you know. And, yeah. Oh, I want to win it back. And it makes you totally more invested in the whole thing. Right. You know, it's not significant bets. It's just something. It's, it's just like something. a little added spice to make you pay attention. Right. And this game has that spice through the whole thing. Yeah. You're constantly betting on this stuff, which constantly reinvests your attention to this game. Yeah. And that pyramid makes it a blast. That revelation, as you pick up that pyramid and see the die color and see the face, you're just like, yes. Or you're like, oh, no. I mean, you can't help but react. Mm-hmm. 
I love that. I didn't like that I put together the pyramid because I kind of tore my paper a little bit on it. And now I feel like it's going to bust at some point. So that's one of your dislikes is that py- putting the pyramid together was a bit of a, of a I'm not good challenge. at stuff like that. It, it right. wasn't even that challenging. I'm just not good at stuff like that. Right. So Well, it was your game, so I wanted you to put it together. Well, I know. I should have just had you put it together. You I'm not seemed good. excited to put it I together. I was, and then I tore the paper a little bit. Right. and tore Now it. I'm all nervous. So that that is a dislike. Add that to the dislike list is I don't like putting things together. I'm not good at it. think what I dislike about this. Well, you didn't have to put together the pyramid, so probably not a lot. I mean, I really like this game. Yeah. It's fun. It's right. It's easy. The rule. Oh, you don't like the name. Well, I did kind of get mad that they changed the name and didn't stick to their guns and say no. It's the Camel Cup. I don't know if they had guns to stick to they on stuck that. To them. Whatever. So, <laughs> what else did you like then? Well, I mean, I've already said what all the stuff I like. I like the I like the little camels themselves. The, the fact stackable that they, camels. Yeah, are cool. yeah, that's like a really unique aspect of a race too like it's one thing for all the camels to like you know go along a little trail or whatever and oh but three of them are tied on mm-hmm. the same space but no they're not tied because whoever's on top is in in the lead that's right. pretty amazing i watched like a video too there's like there's an expansion out for this and I, i'm pretty sure i'm gonna get it okay just well, yeah, it includes like a, it has many expansions that you can add on. Like it elongates like a photo the track, finish kind of thing. They had and... a camera thing that you could capture the right moment with the camel in the lead or something like that if you yeah. used it or something weird. I mean, there's like a there's a variety of little additions that, that make it look like it'll be more fun. And I, I mean, I stand by this game. I think it's good. Yeah, I think it's worthy of its award. What else do I dislike about it? I don't even know. I said nothing. I really thought it was good. I mean, I, for my ex, it totally met what my expectations of this game would have been. It exceeded my expectations exceeded. because I thought that it was going to be, I thought it was going to be a little more, uh, like kitty right. for some reason. I don't know. But it, I mean, not it's that a family kid games, game of the year is what Yeah. It is. Not that kid games are bad. Right. But sometimes they just lack a little bit of depth to them. But I mean, you heard the list that I, I listed off. I mean, uh-huh. Hanabi is not a kitty game. Dominion's not a kitty game. Well, no. Ticket to Ride's not. Carcassonne's not. Those are none of those really kitty games. But so no, those but are all family. No, games I'm saying years. specifically this one. I thought was going to be the cartoon on the front. It, it, yeah, it, it, it indicates it's going to be a little childish. Child, yeah. But no, it's it's. But it's simple enough a kid could understand it. Although I don't know that you're really supposed to be teaching kids about gambling. Of course, at the same time, you know, first time I ever played poker was with my grandma. We played for pennies when I was like seven, eight right, years and old. she stole all your lunch money. No. And I she won was like, quite yeah. a lot. <laughs> my grandma does not sound like that. <laughs> what does she sound like? I don't know. You got nothing. Oh, Nicole. No, I don't know. You got nothing. There's not a, there's not a cackle? <laughs> no, she's all not right. a cackle. She does have talons, though, man. She's she got does. some fingernails that she will does. kill a person. There's at least so. two fingernails on each fingernail. Each she, finger. They're just, she has really <laughs> thick fingernails. It's but, uh, crazy. But anyhow. So I don't really have anything bad to say about this. No. I think it's a solid game. Yeah. I think it's it's a really fun so game. So what do you rate it then? Oh, man. It's, it's, I'm not, I'm not getting rid of it. I got to say four again. It's not quite five. But you don't have a complaint about it. It's so... not, it's not my favorite game though. Okay. I'm, I'm going to say it's, it's a really good game. I don't see, I, I don't see any reason to get rid of this. I mean, I'm betting on a race, not racing in a race. It was if you fun. only ever played party games, would you then give it a five? No. I still think that time's up's a, a five, and this is not. 
Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually with you though. I, I give it a four. I think it's a four. I think mm-hmm. it's fun. It's uh, it's as much fun as shooting water at a target at a carnival and making a horse go across the track and coming in first. I think it's more fun than that. <laughs> I don't know. I've never done that actually. <laughs> I so have. I lost. Have you? You I lost? lost? Oh yeah. Oh. Yeah. They move at different speeds. Who knows? I never play those <laughs> carnival games, and here's why. Not because I think I'm going to lose, Yeah. but because if I win, I have to carry around a stupid, giant, stuffed animal for the rest of the day, and now how am I supposed to ride any rides? Yeah. I'm there for the rides. By the way, what would you give this difficulty out of five? We didn't do that. Well, according to your brother, it's a five. No, <laughs> Not, that's if you don't listen at all oh, to yeah. the instructions and start the game. It's like a two. It's right. not difficult. It's, it's to... three pages of rules. Yeah. You could hand it to someone that has never played these games before, and they would learn it. I think it's a one. I, one is... Mm, I mean, there's more, to You do have options. I would say Checkers has the same amount of rules as this does. Checkers is a one. I would say this is a one. This has No, this has more rules than Checkers. Okay, fine. Checkers. If you're black you stay on this color square if you're red you stay on this color square well they're all in the black How squares does the aren't they work? And there's do they no do? Ki- on and checkers you can be kinged if you get all the way if to the you other get side. all the way to the side you get a little second checker on top right? of you and then what and then you can move back or forth otherwise you can only move fourth <laughs> not use third the, fourth fourth <laughs> shut up so that's like two rules. This had at least five or six. Okay. Plus money. I'll give you a two and math. then. There's okay. some math Since involved. You're so resolute it's on this. It's at least a two. Okay, a two. It's I'll a give two. you a two. Okay. I'll take a two. But I would say Ticket to Ride is is harder to play than this. I'd say I'd Settlers say is harder to play than this. Eh. Eh. Dominion's harder to play than this. But those this. are all at least a two as well. But they're all in the same category of difficulty according okay. to the spiel. Well. Um so there you go. That's uh, that is camel. Up. That is camel up. And guess what? What? That's also our podcast. I know. We had no questions, and now I feel kind of bad. Yeah. Because I think since I made you make like voices, yeah. everybody decided I'm never writing them again. What I say was gonna happen. I'm sorry. This we don't make voices to make fun. We just make voices to entertain. <coughs> we love you all. <coughs> Please write us again. <laughs> We would like to thank you for listening and also for your input in the creation of this podcast. Now, as always, you can like our Facebook page or follow us on Instagram or at TA Board Games on Twitter. Now, reviewing us on iTunes brings the listener attention to our podcast and helps us grow. And we would appreciate it if you could do that. Now, in two weeks, we return with another episode, and on it, we're going to discuss all of the Gen Con excitement that Nicole and I are about to have in only two days. So tune in for that. Thanks for listening. Twenty Sagittarius. Secretariat. Secretariat. (laughs) (laughs) Not the man pony. Not the man pony. Secretariat, what I call my admin assistant. Is it? Do you say that? <laughs> to him or her? Is it a lady? <laughs> it's a turtle. It's a turtle. <laughs> Named right. Secretariat. I'm... <laughs> I got a game where we could do the air and tortoise race. Yeah.
It comes with Let's this. just see how this race turns out first. <laughs> oh, I would have been on orange. <laughs>